Hey, it's PF, and I thought for sure I'd have a new episode for you this week. I had uh, some interviews lined up, but a couple people didn't get back to me. Uh, Someone wanted to move their interview back to this week, so hopefully we'll get a few interviews in the can. I was thinking of maybe finally doing PF's third favorite band, but that's kind of a lot of production involved in that, so I'll have to see how things go. That This might be a good time to do it, actually, quite frankly, because um, oddly it's harder to get a hold of people now that they're not touring. I guess they're off working on other projects and things like that, and uh, I I don't even think many of them are at their uh, own places anymore. I think some of them, you know, are staying. I know uh, Mike Siegel. Oh, we should get him on the podcast, actually. A friend of Pat Francis's. He uh, traveled, like, all over the West for a couple of months. And I don't think we've ever actually had him on the show. So, actually, as I'm thinking about this, maybe I'll reach out to him, too. In the meantime, we're going back to the archives for the uh, even pre-iTunes, uh, not pre-opening uh, of iTunes, which is the pre this show being available in iTunes, uh, and on Podbean, for that matter. Uh, it is episode 8. Can't get this anywhere else else, but now you will be able to. It's Andy Kindler. Now, I believe I'd interviewed Andy a couple of times before, but this would be his first appearance on the podcast, so a lot of fun talking to Andy. As always, he's always a fun interview. I'll maybe reach out to him, too, and see if he'd like to, to chat, and we're just going to update from him. We haven't really spoken to him, I think, in over a year. So, anywho... Uh, so there's the uh, one from the archives. As always, we'll have a brand new song of the week on the other side of this. It will be from Sakala and James Arthur. I'll tell you more about it uh, when this episode is complete. So for now, enjoy episode eight of PS Tape Recorder with uh, with our guest Andy Kindler, and I'll see you on the other side. Hey, what's up? This is Hot Shell Ray, and you're listening to PS Tape Recorder. This is my tape recorder. Coming up, Andy Kindler discusses his reputation as a harsh critic of the stand-up comedy world. It's actually very, very encouraging of comedians when they start, but then when they get a head of steam going, that's when I uh, pounce. <laughs> also a new PBS special starring Michelle Bachman, the return of I Thought It Was Funny, and a song by Andy Hawk and the Trainwreck Endings. But first, as always, fake news. <laughs> Fake news to me. Ohio Governor John Kasich said Thursday that his effort to privatize Ohio's job creation functions will mean about 200 fewer state jobs, as many parts of the State Department of Development are shut down and moved to the nonprofit Jobs Ohio. Well, one thing we know for sure, Kasich read his Orwell in school. GOP presidential hopeful Michelle Bachman said this week that Americans fear the rise of the Soviet Union during an appearance on a conservative radio talk show. She said, quote, what people recognize is that there's a fear that the United States is in an unstoppable decline. They see the rise of China, the rise of India, and the rise of the Soviet Union. Bachman said that on Jay Sokolow's radio show. I'd like to thank Michelle Bachman for saying something so stupid that I didn't have to write a punchline for it. President Obama says he expects to be judged next year on whether the economy has continued to improve for most Americans. This has led several political experts to speculate over whether Mitt Romney will be sworn in using the Bible, the Book of Mormon, or perhaps will have one hand on each. Uh, Since I wrote that joke, Rick Perry has now opened up quite a lead over Mitt Romney, so I have a different punchline. President Obama says he expects to be judged next year on whether the economy has continued to improve for most Americans. This has led to several political experts speculating over whether Rick Perry will place his hand on a Bible or two Bibles, or place one hand on each Bible. 
Uh, asked if she thought President Obama should be taking a vacation, Sarah Palin told CNN, I wouldn't if I were he, especially to Martha's Vineyard, and added, I think he will hear from enough Americans that he will come back early. Palin made her remarks while taking a break from doing absolutely nothing. Nearly 2.1 billion people, about 30% of the world's population, use the internet, according to the most recent data compiled by interworldstats.com. In China, 36% of the population use the internet, compared to 78% in the U.S. Monaco has the highest percentage of users at 97%. At the bottom are poor African countries like Liberia, Ethiopia, and Somalia. Kenya has a high percentage of internet users, uh, more than most African nations, in fact, though most of that web traffic is from bankers and former employees of the Ministry of Finance, as well as Tea Party members looking for President Obama's Kenyan birth certificate. It's there. Some guy on Facebook told me so. And finally, an Indiana County, Pennsylvania photographer has decided not to shoot senior pictures of a group of high school girls she saw bullying and harassing other students online. Uh, I don't want to photograph them, I don't want them to be part of my business image, and I don't want them on my blog, said Jennifer McKendrick, uh, telling that to Channel 4 News in Pittsburgh. The girls were left with no choice but to submit yearbook photos taken in their bathrooms on their mobile devices while making pouty faces. And that's been Fake News with me. Well, it's time now for a feature I like to call, I Thought It Was Funny. And uh, we did this back on episode two or three, I can't remember which, but what it basically is is I find some sort of sound clip that uh, strikes me as funny, and then I tell you why I think it was funny, and that's all there is to it. I don't come up with anything else for it because that's all there is. And uh, now this, let me see, not this past week, but the week before, Christine O'Donnell was on Piers Morgan's CNN show, and uh, presumably finding out if she had talent. And, uh, of course, she walked off the set because he wasn't asking the kind of questions she wanted to answer. And it reminded me a couple of years ago, um, or maybe just last year, I guess it was, when she was running for Senate in Delaware, all these clips of her started to surface, a lot of them from MTV and some other TV appearances she had done. And uh, in one of them, she had suggested that uh, maybe us fellas shouldn't be taking care of business on our own, if you know what I mean. And, uh, well, here's what she said. You're going to be pleasing each other and if he already knows what pleases him and he can please himself then why am i in the picture well christine you know sometimes it helps us guys when we're doing that to look at a picture and you might be flattered to be in that picture i thought it was funny this fall on pbs michelle bachman presents the civil war we know there was slavery that was still tolerated when the nation began. We know that was an evil, and it was a scourge and a blot and a stain upon our history. But we also know that the very founders that wrote those documents worked tirelessly until slavery was no more in the United States. Join us for this insightful, in-depth, and bat-crazy look at the Civil War, this fall on PBS. Hey, what's up? This is Travis Clark from We the Kings, and you are listening to PS Tape Recorder. You know Andy Kindler as a stand-up comedian, as well as from his appearances on such TV shows as Dr. Katz Professional Therapist, The Late Show with David Letterman, and your kids might even know him as uh, who is it? Uh, Chancellor Tootsie Tootsie from the Wizards of Waverly Place. But right now he's joining us on PF's Tape Recorder.
Well, joining us on the podcast today is Andy Kindler. Andy, welcome to PS Tape Recorder. I love your tape recorder, and um, as you know, I've told you before. Yes. <laughs> I don't know why I'm laughing. Very I used recently. to do a lot of reel-to-reel podcasts in the old days. Oh, uh, those were the day. Those were the days, yeah. weren't they? Yes. And then uh, before that, I used to do podcasts on Edison spools. Yes, the big uh, aluminum things. Yes. Yes. And uh, they weren't as popular back then. No, because you had to like take and, them around to people. Yeah, you had to yeah. take them around. They were hard to store. Yeah, exactly. But but now, now look where we are. Yes, we are in the 21st century. We are deep in the heart of the 21st century. Exactly. Yeah. So what Techno- are you up to? Yes. Technological. Technolo- technology central. Yes. I don't know what I'm saying. I'm attempting enter- entertaining banter, but so far, <laughs> you're doing good. I'm not holding up my end of the, of the entertaining banter. I don't know. Well, it's, it's, uh, it's not like uh, Pardo's podcast. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? People, like the, people also like it to ramp up, too. If we yes, start that's true. out. At, that's true. you got to uh, build. You know, yeah, on you, fire. Where would we go from then? Exactly. You young people out there doing your podcasts you should take note. <laughs> so uh, yeah, exactly. What are you up to these days? Well, I'm getting ready for Montreal, which is um, uh, the the speech I do every year, and I think uh, I, I've been doing it since I don't even want I, I don't even want I'm no longer saying how old I am or when I started. I because I've been in the doing stand up comedy for uh, a thousand years. But I've been doing a speech at Montreal at the, at the comedy festival with, where I say what's wrong with comedy every year, or the entertainment business in general. Yeah. <laughs> if I'm angry at MS, you know, if I'm angry at MSNBC. Yeah. I mean, I'm I'm personally progressive and liberal, but sure. it does, but still, all all the networks bother me. CNN, everybody bothers me, and cool. also Bob's Burgers. Oh, okay, cool. Do a little voice uh, work. Which is, uh, are you familiar with that show? Yes, it's a part of the Fox animation block. <laughs> exactly. So the Sunday night animation block, and I play Mort the Mortician. Okay. So that's been very exciting for me. Now, my wife asked me, uh, who are you interviewing again tonight? And I said, uh, Andy Kindler. And she goes, I, I know the name. I can't place it. I said, well, remember, and I tell you the story every time we talk. Uh, he's the one on Dr. Katz that says when you go to Las Vegas, they have the shuttle that only takes you six hours to get you from the airport to the hotel. And if you have a duffel bag, you'll get a duffel bag. <laughs> and so she says, we need to watch that tonight. Uh, bring a valise. You get, get a, valise. a valise. Yes. Yeah. But, you know, uh, Dr. Katz is on. Your wife probably knows. Well, you guys, do you, do you have the box set? We have the box Beautiful. set. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's the best. Totally. I love that guy. I love that. I love Jonathan Katz. I, I, I still am in communication with him. Oh, good. I, I spoke to him years ago. Uh, I know his health was starting to deteriorate a little bit, and uh, I know he hasn't worked much in the past couple of years. But um, yeah, huge fans of Dr. Katz. Kids out there, get your hands on the Dr. Katz DVD set. Enjoy Andy and Ray Romano and Emo and oh, just tons of people. He seems to be doing uh, pretty well because um, he has uh, he has MS. Yes. Jonathan. Mm-hmm. And he's up, he's up and down, but he seems like uh, his spirits are good, and, and I think he's uh, he's in Boston a lot, and uh, his his sense of humor is has never uh, gone downhill. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, don't know what, I don't know who I've turned into. I feel like I've been uh, uh, somehow taken over by another uh, personality. I don't know who it is. <laughs> it, it's me, it's... slightly slower. Yes, you are a, a harsh critic of the uh, of the stand up trade. You're a, you're, you're a, well, you're yeah, a but also crowd. like uh, I also think it's good to be aware, self-aware. Those my yeah. favorite comics are aware of themselves as opposed to launching into a character that makes no sense. Right. 
Well, I've been doing the uh, open microphones uh, again for the past year or so. And uh, unfortunately, your last our last conversation kind of screwed me up because you were talking about on um, we were talking about last comic, and you were kind of saying uh, there are a lot of premises that are really kind of tired. Like you know, uh, did you ever notice this thing? Would you laugh if I did a joke about this? So of course now every time I come up with a setup, I get inside my own head and go, oh, oh crap! Now is that too hackneyed, or is that something everyone's heard before? So. Yeah, because uh, but yeah, you can't be too hard on yourself because that doesn't help at all. If you, especially if you have my. Because it's a weird thing going on because I actually am very, very encouraging of comedians when they start, but then when they get a head of steam going, that's when I uh, pounce. You should, you should know better, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, no, because, the, the, yeah, the thing I make fun of is when, when uh, comics say, have you, have you heard of the book I'm going to make a joke of so yeah. I can feel comfortable that you'll laugh? That type <laughs> of thing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's tough. It's, uh, I guess people don't realize the importance of once you start writing jokes, you know, you got to look at the whole thing and not just you know oh is is this the punchline funny but you got to like the whole build and the and the economy of words and uh it's uh you know should i move this here should i move that there yeah but you know i think i i would say that it's uh uh important to not be too hard on yourself i mean i think that really is important because i would say most of the stuff like in my act is built organically yeah my act isn't very organized it's not it's not thematic well, doesn't uh, have a beginning, middle, and end. There's beginning, middle, and end. Then I go back to a middle again, and then I go on ta- tangent. So yeah, I mean, I think if you're too, I think most people's problem in general is they're too hard on themselves, or they think too much about it. Yeah. But yeah, you do at some point. Like, uh, you know, there's a, like when Tracy Morgan said that thing on stage. There were some comics were saying, oh, you know, he's a comedian. He can say whatever he wants. You know, but to me, I don't believe that. I don't believe that the stage is some magic eraser that allows you to say anything that you want. Yeah, and I, I tell my comedy students, and I, I teach a course in comedy writing, and I say, you know, people say, oh, uh, comedy should offend. I'm like, well, no, comedy can offend. It, it doesn't necessarily have to offend. You know, you can you can be smart for your audience. You don't have to, you know, go down the, you know, offensive road. Yeah, and in fact, I think the, uh, the, the truth is, is that when the things that were most subversive that I liked, I don't think they tried to, like, when Saturday Night Live first started, it was subversive, but I don't think they were thinking, let's be subversive. I no, mean, not at all. Uh, and I don't think you really can say, I'm going to offend. It just is, I mean, I think there's two, two aspects to it. One, one aspect is that uh, sometimes comedians, your mind will just go to strange areas <laughs> because you think it's funny, so in that way it can offend. But in general, you really want it to be, you want to make the observation because you think it's funny, not because you're, you want to be edgy. Right, exactly, edge. yeah. Or in your are, face. Y- ultimately, the fidelity is with the, the laugh itself, I guess. Right, yeah. right. That's uh, absolutely true. My Taekwondo teacher, actually, had, uh, he's kind of, a, kind of a philosopher guy, and he was saying that uh, you, know, you, you really should separate your writing from your editing, and that really is something I keep in mind all the time, that when you're writing, oh. you really shouldn't uh, try and get in your own head too much. Well, you, yeah. probably, you, you know that as a writer. You know, if, you're, yeah. if you're editing as you're writing, then, then you won't allow yourself... Because that's the other thing is that so many comics, I think, are afraid. They come up with something and then they're afraid that it's not funny. And and the other thing I think that most people don't do that I notice almost all comedians don't do, which would improve everybody's act, I think, is if you remember to write down every time something funny occurs to you. Most people don't write down. They go, oh, maybe that wasn't good. Although Mitch Hedberg had had the greatest joke about that. He'd say, if I have a funny idea, I, uh, I write it down. And if I if I can't find a you know if I'm lying down in bed and I can't reach a, a pencil, 
I convinced myself it's not that funny an idea. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm too lazy to go across the room to get the pen. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I make uh, a habit of it now. I'll like email myself the joke because usually I'm around a computer somewhere, and I'll email myself the joke. So, what else are you working on besides uh, those things? Do you have any any big plans down the road? Any uh, big projects? Well, you I wanna... still. I mean, there's always the Andy Kindler show is always in the works. So, but I don't want to. Uh, uh, my wife says, "Don't jinx myself." So, uh-huh. my wife says, "Don't present it like." Uh, Oh, get ready, America. Yeah. The Andy Kimler show is coming. But that's always in the back of my head. And I've been going out on a lot of voiceover. Uh, I, I love voiceover. So I, I'm seeing this as more of an audition tape. As, oh, good. Uh, yeah. As opposed to me plugging what's going on. As am I. This is, this is perfect. Do you think the uh, state of comedy is uh, pretty good these days? I mean, seem to have a lot of clubs. There's at least one or two per town. And they seem to be doing pretty well. Lots of guys are doing it. And gals. Yeah, you know, it's it's... I'm finding that I, I mean, there was a time period in the, in the 90s where, you know, like I had a joke where I would say to my manager, oh, I don't know, comedy in a comedy club? That sounds a little dicey. <laughs> and, uh, and because the clubs have gotten so, there's a club in uh, downtown Chicago called Zanies. Yeah. And I used to play there, but I haven't played there in a long time. But in the back, in the kitchen, they have a bub- bubbling cauldron of, uh, it looks like nacho cheese sauce, but it doesn't. I think it's the kind that doesn't ever congeal because it's <laughs> yeah. it has some kind of chemical. Out. And to me, that's the symbol of a that's the symbol of the way comedy was in the '90s is a <laughs> bubbling cauldron of nacho cheese sauce. But now uh, the clubs are. I find I can go back to these like you know quote ma- quote unquote mainstream clubs, and I, I I have fun there. But then there's a lot of comics like you know Todd Barry and Brian Posehn and yeah. uh, uh, Neil Hamburger. All these guys they they do not. I wouldn't call alternative clubs. They do like more like independent rock club type yeah. things. Like I'm mm-hmm. doing a thing in Seattle called Chop Suey. It's like a, a place that has music and then it has comedy one night. So that's getting pop- more popular than you know than ever before. It does seem is good. Yeah, uh, Todd was just here in Cincinnati with uh, Neil and uh, Brendan Walsh, I believe, as well. Played a rock club here. So okay, well, you still uh, doing Letterman stuff? I don't have time to stay up that late. Every time I yeah, try. I did. Uh, I just did went to Yankees. Spring training for him, okay. uh, and it was really, really fun. You know, it's, it's always nerve wracking going there because uh, I love well, I love sports. Yeah, and I'm a, I'm a Mets fan, but that doesn't right. really matter because once you go there and you just like, uh, it just I, it's just like you, I, I got very nervous the first couple of times I did it, and uh, like you know Derek Jeter, like when I was a, when I was a kid, like I always thought shortstops were not six three or whatever. But yeah, Derek yeah. Jeter's like he's like. Well, I'm also short too. So, but but this time everything went really, just everything kind of clicked and fell into place. So it was really fun, and uh, so I did that. I, I also did stand up on Letterman earlier this year, too, right in in February. So everything is clicking along at a reasonable pace. Cool. And as always, I try to stay underneath the radar because who needs? I don't want to be too recognized. You don't want to be out there in people's face. Yeah, I don't want. Right. Uh, I just want to keep it. Uh, keep it, keep it a slow percol. <laughs> keep it percolating slow. There you go. Like a simmer. Keep yeah. my career at a simmer. There you go. Don't want to overcook. Don't, want to overheat. don't boil. Don't boil my career. There you go. Uh, hey, my energy level's finally coming up at the end of the interview. See, oh, perfect. I told you See, we, yeah, there to me we now. go. Perfect. So if anybody sees me, if you, if you're thinking about seeing me in a club, don't uh, go by the early Andy in this time. <laughs> <laughs> go by the I'm last five minutes, Andy. A whole different level now. There you go. Cool, man. Uh, I better let you go because I hear someone at the door. No, that's my wife yelling from upstairs. 
Oh. <laughs> we're going to go watch Dr. Katz. It's like Hooper, you're like Hooper from Pupskin. Yeah. Pupskin. Yeah, we're going to go watch Dr. Katz with Andy Kindler. Very cool. The Vegas episode. All right, man. Well, thanks for taking the time. Any pickups for the podcast, let me know. All right, we'll do. Okay, man. Good thanks, Andy. To you again. All right, good talking to you. Take Bye. Bye. Thanks again to Andy Kindler. Remember, check him out at andykindler.com. There you can find out about all things Andy Kindler. All right, coming up now on PF's Tape Recorder, it's Andy Hawk and the Trainwreck Endings. You, you may remember them from a couple of episodes ago. Had a lovely song called Tombstone. This song is called You Could Be My Lowest Lane. Here are Andy Hawk and the Trainwreck Endings. Despite what you might see Babe, I swear I'm Superman Ain't too much wrong with me Babe, I swear I'm Superman If you stop your laughing soon
Andy Hawk and the Trainwreck Endings, You Could Be My Lowest Lane. Thanks again to Andy Kindler for being on the tape recorder, as well as Andy Hawk and the Trainwreck Endings. PF's tape recorder logo is designed by Dan Cable. You can follow him on Twitter, at TigerDactyl. The music for PS Tape Recorder was composed and performed by Johnny Baropoulos, along with Doug O'Connor, with a little help from me. Don't forget to like us on Facebook. Follow me on Twitter, PF66. The email is pfwilson84 at gmail.com. That's about going to do it, and thanks for listening. white i'm a republican so there's the andy kindler episode always fun he's been on gosh four or five times if you just google pfd recorder andy kindler uh it should come right up for you and you can find all the old episodes there with andy on them our song of the week is a song that boy they're really um they're really liking this one over on radio one and uh i like sagala just fine another one of these deals it's where it's uh, dj hooks up with singer so sagala dj uh mix master that sort of thing uh james arthur singer you probably know from uh, several hit records. And I do kind of like these things. They uh, borrow a hook from MGMT. Uh, he monkeys with it a little bit in the middle, which is kind of cool. So he kind of, it still sounds like it's the same hook, but not quite. You'll see what I mean. And again, I like this in controlled doses. You know, one of these songs at a time, I'm fine with. When the chart's full of them, I'm, I'm not keen. But anyway, uh, James Arthur sounds nice on it. Uh, got a good hook. Um, I'm not sure it's the quite the banger that they think it is on Radio 1. See what you think, though. I mean, it's good enough to be the song of the week on PS Tape Recorder. Here's a gal and James Arthur, Lasting Lover. PS Tape Recorder, so long, and thanks for listening. I don't know why I can't quite Gets you out my sight You're always just behind These thoughts across my mind Keep from